Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Welcome to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Hello and welcome to the Darling Download. I am Sam Highland and Chris Nelson is my offsider Morning. who joins me every Sam. week on the Darling Download. And Chris O, well done. April in Augusta, she starred. You tipped her strong on the radio and she delivered for you. She did, but let me say, I didn't tip an 80 to 1 winner <laughs> oh, on trackside well. during the week either. So, uh, yeah, I think you've outdone me there, Sammy. You know 80, what? $80. You know, what, you know what they say? A blind chook gets a piece of corn every <laughs> now and then. And that was a big piece of We've corn. We both had a good I, week. I am convinced I will tip a 100 to 1 winner oh, one day. I'm surprised you haven't already. I reckon I can do it. Reckon I can do it. Uh, but anyway, we had some luck. So it's been a uh, big week. It's been a good week for uh, the Toowoomba horses too this week. Uh, no doubt about that. Last Saturday at Eagle Farm, Adelaide got oh. the money for um, JD. JD was, was say, strong you know on this. That? Yes. JD, JD was strong on this. He knew. Race number three, hell of a deal. Got the money. Oh. Uh, it was a good winner. Sunny Coast uh, on Sunday. Matt Crop had Red Defcon get yep. the money in race number two. Gatton during the week. Galway Hustler for the Gear and Camp G. Their stable's been in good form. Radiant Queen was a winner uh, for Michael Nolan and Carudo for Tommy Dougal. It got the money. So big week. Yeah, Toowoomba horses. Uh, they're all warming up for obviously uh, what is uh, going to be a big couple of weeks. Uh, all these horses, a lot of these horses, heading towards the uh, Wheatwood meeting because it's not too far away now, Chris. Two weeks. Two weeks today, Sammy. The Wheatwood. Looking forward to that. Yellow Brick makes his return. Can't wait to see uh, Yellow Brick, that's for sure. Now, we've got a few guests, a couple of guests today. Les Tilly, Les Bubba Tilly, and Les Ross, would you believe? We've got two Leses. Two Leses on board. And uh, uh, also, we must mention uh, the meeting tonight at uh, Toowoomba. It's uh, the running, uh, the race number one's the running of the uh, Starthy Katsidis Memorial. And, of course, Starthy... uh, uh, he was a fantastic jockey up here in Brisbane. Some of his highlights. Uh, he won the TJ Smith on uh, Show a Heart. He won the Australian Derby on Shootout. Uh, yeah, he had a great record Brilliant as jockey. a jockey and gone far too soon. And, and uh, yeah, he's uh, really sadly missed. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and we've also got the running of the Race Callers Cup. Now, isn't this the race where they do a bit of a tandem tag team? They do. Yeah. They do. So we ha- it's a run over 1,920 metres, and it rounds out the night. Uh, race number eight, the uh, Tab Race Callers Cup, Class 2 Handicap. Uh, we've got uh, Anthony Collins, who yes. is Mr. The, voice, the voice of the Darling Downs, yes. uh, Mr. Toowoomba, and Anthony Collins, Brett Moody, yep. Josh Fleming. Yep. Terry Spargo. Yep. And Paul Dolan. Five of them. How far is the race? 1,920 metres. Well, that's good. I thought you were going to say it was 800 metres. They'd be a bit. <laughs> that would be actually interesting if it was 800 metres. Uh, well, it, they do it really well. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a really, uh, really fun thing to, to end out, round out the night. Yep. Uh, that's for sure. And I'm, I'm sure the boys uh, all catch up and have a beer afterwards and uh, probably have a couple, Chris. As long as they don't have it before. Because it might be, it's well, hard enough to, could, could be interesting. It's hard enough to do as it is, let alone with a couple under your belt. So now they do a great job and it is a good listen every year. Could be interesting. Remember Oak Bank when they used to change callers? Yes, they did too, wasn't there? There was one over the back, I remember. Because they couldn't see from the, uh, they don't do that now, of course. I remember that. Um, but yeah. And the Grand to... National in England, um, they, they have uh, a couple of callers yeah. and 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember that when they used to do that at Oakbank. You being a South Australian boy, yeah. Did yeah. you used to go back, go to Oakbank back in those days? I went to Oakbank once. Right, that's it. I, and I'll tell you, Sammy, it was the best day of, at the races I've ever had in my whole life. It yeah, was so enjoyable. But that was in the in the glory days of Oakbank. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, yeah. I I remember we took uh, best endeavours over for the Adelaide Grand National. Jamie Evans rode him. I strapped him. And Matthew, my brother, saddled him up, and uh, I think he won by 15 lengths. He won by a dead set minute. But we stayed at Oakbank because he yep. had to stay in a paddock, uh, besties, and uh, he'd weave if he was in a box. And, um, yeah, it was great. And I remember uh, Noel Duffield, we went to the pub, the German Arms in uh, Handorf, and, uh, yeah, I was only a young buck. I reckon I was 16 or 17. I think I only had one beer and I was upside down. So it was, uh, yeah, the atmosphere was unbelievable. They used to get 70,000 there and there'd be all these cars and, and there'd all be barbecues in the car. That, that was that was just a great atmosphere. Yeah, good. Well, we're hoping the atmosphere will be red hot tonight at uh, Toowoomba. And let's get our first break out of the way. We'll come back on the other side and we will have a chat to Les Babatilli. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download on this Saturday morning and one of our favourite jockeys on The Darling Download is Les Bubba Tilly. And what do they say, Chris? Don't be silly. Back Bubba Tilly. They do. And Les, welcome to The Darling Download on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Samuel. How are you guys? Uh, all Good. is well. All is well. Les, uh, we were just talking off air before we came on, before you came on. Uh, how did you come about the nickname Bubba? Uh, my grandma actually um, named me Bubba at, at birth um, before I was actually named Leslie. So she gave me a nickname before my real name. So <laughs> that's how it came about. And tell you what, Sam, it, it never left me. I... Um, I went to grade one and they were calling out Leslie and I was looking around and she <laughs> said, that's, that's, that's you, Leslie. I said, no, I'm Bubby. She goes, no, no, you're Leslie. I said, oh, well, that's the first day I realised my real name was Leslie. <laughs> I don't know if this means anything, but in, I'm just reading here. In American usage, Bubba is a term of endearment mainly given to boys being formed from the word brother. It often indicates that someone is an older brother. There you go. Are you an older brother? I was, yeah, I was the only child for about seven years. Seven of the best years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We've got some sense to it now. That's good. Now, Bubba, yeah. uh, you recently uh, did the trip to Birdsville. Tell us about that experience. Well, uh, first of all, tell us how many Birdsville carnivals have you ridden at? I have done, I think it's four or five now. I've lost track, but... Um, this was my fourth or fifth one, I think, Sam. And always, you know, when push comes to shove, it's the biggest, biggest hassle to get out there, getting a flight and, um, you know, getting there because it's such a long way. But once you're there, it is it is the greatest time. So how, year, I think. how do you get there? What's the, what's the route you have to take to get there in a plane? So I jumped on a... Rex Plain here in Toowoomba, mm-hmm. and I went 
Toowoomba, Charleville, Charleville, Kropi, Kropi, Windora, Windora, Birdsville. How long did that take? All up. I believe five hours. Oh, that's not too bad. Are the planes? Yeah, are they got? Are those planes just have propellers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're propeller planes. No, uh, thanks. no in, just propellers. No, thanks. What, 25, 25 feet or 30 feet off? Fair income. So it's a bit it's of a milk run, isn't it? That 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 is the milk run. I um I wanted to get on the one Paul Joyce and Keon Dick and were on. They went Brisbane straight to uh straight to Charleville, straight to Birdsville. So that was three and a half hours or three hour flight with the layover in Charleville. So they that's the one I wanted to be on, but Yeah, they would I got, That would have been on something I uh, flash. The, that would have been on like an Airbus three eighty or something, wouldn't they? No, they're on the exact same plane as me, Rex. Oh, okay. Now, Craig, Craig Smith is uh, well. He's always been a big supporter of yours, and uh, so you and the bulk of your riding at, at Birdsville was done for Craig. Yeah, no, I was only going out there for Craig. Um, Craig rung me two months ago and said, "Mate, we want you to come out. We know you're a seasonal seasonal rider, and we know you can handle handle the Birdsville dust. Can you come out for me?" I said, "Yep, yeah, no worries." He said, "I'll organise it all." So. Craig organised the flight, the accommodation in the swag, and um, the horses. And so, what happens? Uh, what happens there? Everybody just sleeps in swags, do they? Or do, is there tents? Or is there any accommodation available? There's accommodation. It's cool. Um, Kian and Joycey, they stayed in, and all the like the cab and um, Alex Nolan and all that. They stayed in these uh, dongers. Uh, the lodge it was called. There were these flash dongers with an aircon bathroom. And um, so they got the luxury treatment of birds boy and I got the flag. <laughs> That's not right. Well, You're doing all the work. Well we tell us tell us about what it's riding uh what, what it's like riding on that track and obviously uh it's very dusty. Yes, it's very dusty and um some would think oh it's horrendous, it's horrible. Look it looks it looks Ten times worse than what it actually is. Um, it's actually fine dust, so it actually doesn't hurt. Like the kickback, it doesn't sting. It's not like your normal dirt track or your normal sand track where you know you're getting pelted with little rocks. Um, it actually doesn't hurt. It's just powdery dust that's coming back at you. Um, but this year they done a fair bit of work to the to the track, and it was it was amazing. The track was, but there was that fast lane on the fence, as you would have seen. All the winners come up that fence. Um, so everyone was trying to get to that one position, but yeah, we all couldn't get there. But it isn't, it, it, it is not the worst track I've ever ridden on. Is, and, and making ground from the back, I mean, I know a lot of these tracks, the kickbacks pretty makes it tough to make ground from the back of the field. But I mean, as Sammy said, it didn't look, it's obviously worse, better than it looks, but I mean, it looks very much that you can't even see where you're going if you're not in the first couple. Is it that bad? Yeah, no, it is. Um, it is. To an extent, um, you, just, you just go by feel, basically, and hopefully, hope for the best is what I was doing. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it, it, it does get like the, the the dust does get thick, um, but the horses seem to enjoy it. And the horses seem to get through it. Right. Oh, so uh, that's that one put aside for for another year because it's they only have the two meetings a year, isn't it? Is that right? 
No, they have one meeting a year. Uh, always the first first weekend in September. Uh, Birds will have their annual uh, Birds for Races. But, Sammy, I really ho- highly recommend you need to go out and actually give it a go because you would absolutely love it. you got to swear? Dave's done it. He, oh, I did swear, yeah. No, no, no. Sammy, so has Sammy got a swag? I don't. Oh I... no, Sammy! We'll get you. We'll get you in the lodge. We'll make sure you. Oh, get that's to know. all right. Yeah, that's that's that sounds better. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, my good mate Nathan Grubby Day said to me that he was picking dust out of his ears for the next two weeks after he <laughs> rode there. But but the memories that Nathan made that year, that Nathan and I made, were unforgettable. <laughs> no can no can carnival can top what we. Oh wow! Experience in that in in that table drain, sweating in the table drain. <laughs> what about that? How good! Now you've got uh, a busy uh, day today because uh, you're heading to Nanango for one ride for Pat Webster on Twisted Sister, drawn a good gate. Yeah, no. Um, Pat pulled out the Uno card, the reverse card, and told me I had to go out there for him. Um, Pat's a big supporter of mine and. Look, he's happy to put me on in Brisbane, so I'm happy to go to Nanango to ride this little speedy squid that he got from up north. And um, I, I worked her on Tuesday, and she actually absolutely flew on the track on Tuesday. She's just so fast. She's through the great gate. Um, yeah, she, you know, it's cutest as well, so we're going chasing the cutest money. Handlebars down. What? Tell us, what is Nanango like to ride at? Sam, I haven't been there since I was an apprentice, and that would have been seven years ago. So they tell me it's hard and fast. Yeah, tight turning and probably, even with all the rain, it'll still be a good two. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I haven't been there since yeah, since I was a second-year apprentice, so it would have been eight years ago. Righto. And then you go to Toowoomba tonight. Uh, you've got a good book of rides in race two. Uh, you are riding Clusters Rain for Cathy Stave. Yeah, it was a huge run last start here in Tumble when I rode him. He, he's a big grouse horse, uh, first up 1,200. He was there the other day, and he needed that every bit of that run. Uh, he was still a bit fat, but he actually hit the line super, and um, was, I was really happy with his run. So he's coming back here again over the 1,300 um, in a nice class race. He's drawn awkward, but he does go back, and he will be... Absolutely storming home. Oh, wow. What about race three? You are riding Airborne Hot Dog from the Gate One for the Gear and Camp, who are in good form. Gear and Camp, yeah, no. Um, he actually watched him gallop on Tuesday. Now that I'm living in Toowoomba, I um, keep an eye on all these Toowoomba horses and which one I can get on. Um, and I've seen this horse gallop with the crossover on and gallop enormous. So, um, that's a that's a good gear change, and I hopefully uh, it's the right one if you ask me. Uh, race five, you're riding number five, Instant Karma, who I think can win, Bubba. So pressure's on. Yeah, no, I actually snuck up and galloped him again on Tuesday um, for Paul, and he um, he actually galloped enormous um, on the grass, and he was a very strong horse. But the further I went, the stronger he got. So that's probably going to be one of my better chances on, on the night. And um, Paul Nolan's in form. He had two runners two weeks ago for two winners, and he's 
backed them up again this week and with um the horse horse in the race before dropped the pilot and into instant karma. Race number six, you ride uh, Sylvanas Song, another one for Pat Webster here in the Maiden. Yeah, no, um, she come she came from uh, well, she went from Annabelle's up up to Rocky, and she had a lot of issues with her feet. So um, they've got her feet right, and she's booking a million dollars. I was out there on Tuesday at Byram um, and watched her work along, and she is looking at reach. She, she jumped out good the other day, and um. I'm just hoping we can keep our hot streak running, Pat and I. Now, your final ride of the night comes up in race number seven. For Jennifer Williams, you're riding So Rosie. Now, this is a new addition to the stable. Uh, so Rosie was formerly trained by Leon Cross in New South Wales. Yeah, no, um, she's come up here. I only picked this one up on acceptances and for, for Jennifer because they split that maiden. It's probably the stronger maiden of them all. If this horse goes back to its two starts, two starts back at Inverell, where it runs second and only just got beat, I think it's um, it'll give them a bit of a shaking up. Uh, Les, your best for the night. I'm going to say instant karma. Yes. Ooh, I like the sound. Keen of that. on instant. Like karma. the sound of that. Now uh, you've alerted us to this uh, in this interview already that. Um, of course, you're you're based in in Brisbane for a, for a long time, and uh, you've now made the move to Toowoomba. Yeah, no, uh, we're up here. We're up here um, looking for acreage to um, to have a few little animals running around, and we didn't have it. We didn't have your banking account, Sammy, so we had to <laughs> turn it up. Few have back <laughs> what, what my what my bank could uh, could afford, and we wanted we wanted to. You know, 10 to 15 acres, and there's not much of that getting around Brisbane, the Gold Coast area. So not really. Alex and I decided to move. <laughs> so Alex and I decided to move back to Toowoomba and give Toowoomba a go. Good stuff. I like your thinking. And uh, what about Alex? Is is she still involved at the Golan Stable, or what's she up to? No, she's uh, Miss Wheatwood. Actually, she's the face of the Wheatwood. Um, so she's running around like a headless truck at the moment with with all the stuff to do with um, with the Wheatwood and um, always looking pretty. So she's started back riding track work here for the Sears, Maddie and Tony, and just doing a bit of media work while um, while the Wheatwood's running and then she'll um, sort herself out after that and probably keep riding track work and doing media. Good stuff. Well, um, that uh, well, that suggests just lots of out- outfits, I would think, um, doesn't it, Les? Yeah, for you to buy. Oh well, I'm no, I'm so glad. Um, she said the other day, she goes, "Oh, I'll have to go buy a new dress." And I went to her wardrobe and I pulled out five dresses with uh, <laughs> the tags still on them. I said, "What's wrong with these ones?" And she's like, "Oh, I forgot about that one." <laughs> and what about uh, what about the puppies? Uh, if, if, how many dogs have you got going at the moment? We've still got two puppies, uh, so if anyone's listening and wants Aussie Bulldogs, we've got a boy and a girl still available, and um, or if your children want a pop fan, um, we've still got two puppies in there, and we've got Big Alan and Maiden too. Yeah. But no, they're the best things, they're the best things since, since Flash Bread, I think, than, <laughs> than to Alan and Maple. 
Good job. Well, best of luck for the weekend, Les. Uh, great to catch up and, uh, yeah, shout out there for all the real estate agents listening to the Darling Download this morning. Yes. Les is on the lookout. He is. A bit, bit of dirt. He wants some dirt. Tw- 20 acres, right, thanks, preferably 20 acres with a big house. Definitely a big house. At a good price. <laughs> Good on you, Les. Uh, there is Les Bubba Tilly. Don't be silly. Back Bubba Tilly. And uh, he's got a few nice rides there tonight. Let's take a quick break. We're going to have a chat to another Les on the other side. Leslie Gordon-Ross. Oh, there you go. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Darling Download, and this would be a first, Chris. This Again, dead set would be first. a first. That on the Darling Download, I have two Leses on on the show: Les Bubba Tilly and Leslie Gordon Ross. And, and the man of the moment, Mister Mashani, is Leslie Gordon Ross, and he is good to go. Hello, Les. Hey Sam. Hey Chris. How are you, Les? Very good, thanks. I. Uh... Also, I think it's the first time you've been on the Darling Download. Would that be right? It is. It yeah, is the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, well I might have finally made it. Yeah. Now, now, finally now you know you've finally made it in life. Years. Yeah, well done. You can give it all away now. <laughs> <laughs> Les, you've got, you've got an interest, interesting story uh, and you hail from Kanamala, isn't it? Kanamala. I, uh, I, I call Kanamala home, but I... Uh, I moved around a fair bit as a child, and um, where my parents settled down there later in life, they both uh, they both passed away in Kalamala, so I call Kalamala home. But um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a town that um, a lot of a lot of good uh, horse people and a lot of good sports people have come out of Kalamala. Uh, Choppy Close, uh, Barry and Trevor Miller, and um, Cocky Easton, just to name a couple. And how did you get involved in horses? Well, I was no good at school. I was uh, virtually couldn't read and write, and um, I had to run away from school at uh, fourteen and a half. And mum and dad said, "Well, you got to go. Uh, you better be get a job. You know, be a, something." And I said, "Well," and then one of the people that I was staying with said, "What about a jockey? You're small enough." And uh, I said, "That'll do." And okay, uh, so, so yep, I headed to Toowoomba. Did six months in Toowoomba with a bloke called Alec Morrison. Who's uh, well and truly gone by now, but uh, yeah, didn't learn a lot up there because uh, it was very green. And then uh, come to Brisbane and was with Bruce McLaughlin for 18 months, and uh, again didn't learn a lot because it's a big stable and a lot of uh, staff and uh, a lot of uh, riders. And uh, but I did learn to ride there through blokes uh, like uh, Graham Cook and and Gavin Duffy was apprenticed to Bruce at the time, and there was a lot of good riders back in them days. And I learned to ride through Bruce, but then I went to a bloke called Jeff Hatch, which uh, I always um, think I probably learned more of him than anyone. He was um, he was a funny man, but uh, Lindsay Hatch trains in Toowoomba, he's, uh, his father, and uh, not a lot got on with Jeff, but I got on real good with him. And, um, yeah, I probably learned more in life of him than most people. Just your your time with uh, Bruce McLaughlin. I mean, he was Premier Trainer um, up here for for quite a long time. Um, and you spoke of uh, some of the jockeys there, Gavin Duffy, etc. I mean, they were right on top of the tree at that time, weren't they? Oh, it, it was Gavin Duffy, Glenn Killen, and Owen Paul. They were the three top apprentices. And um, mate, it was, 
I was apprenticed at the time, and I reckon there was about 30 of us. We used to go to apprentice school on a Monday night, and uh, and just like Gavin Vera, Gary Palmer, uh, Miles and Lyle Plum, um, oh, just so many, so many good riders. Same, and, and they're all most of them were apprentices, and uh, yeah. and then you had the older blokes like Mel Shoemaker, Graham Cook. Um, Brian York wasn't on the Mel- scene then, was he? He came a bit later. He's a bit yep. younger, yep. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but he was a little bit after after that. Yeah. But there were so many good riders, and um, yeah, we uh, we had a lot of fun back in them days. Uh, like just the years would go past too quick. They do. What were the, some of the good horses that Bruce McLaughlin had back in those days, Les? Oh, mate, the only one I can really remember, and I shouldn't, but uh, I circle a song. I can remember her. She was a nice filly. Um, but he had a heap of good horses, like a heap of good horses. Um, Planet Ruler? And I was only he would have had Planet Ruler there. There was just there were, Andy Galletley and um, poor old Andy's gone now, but, uh, and John, I can't even think of John's last name, but he, they, they were his two foremans and they sort of knew, I just knew them as numbers, you know, and I still work on that basis today. But um, I, yeah, I never ever worried about names. We always worked on numbers in the old days. Uh, number one, number two, number three, and uh, it was very easy to remember a box number. It was very hard to remember horses' names. Yeah, Andy was a great fellow. I remember when when they had a stable in Melbourne. I used to ride a bit from in Melbourne when uh, they had the the stable there at Caulfield. And uh, Andy was a he's a great fella, and he always used to throw me a bone. And and then uh, obviously Jace was there. Uh, for a little bit as well. Uh, we got some money one day out of one at uh, Seymour. And, uh, yeah, I thought I thought Jason had lost his voice, but it was just the way he talks. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, back back those days, you had a sort of, there wasn't enough prize money around it. Uh, you had to actually uh, get a quid out of the punt. But today, uh, life's a lot better in the sense that prize money's a lot better and you don't really have to back them. And I don't know whether a lot of trainers do back their horses now. Uh, most... Uh, most can uh, actually make a fair living out of uh, prize money. We won over two million last year, and I'd like to think that we could win over three this year. Yeah, it's um, it's good. I was just saying that to someone this morning about prize money. It's, it is, it is quite good if you can get a horse that um, it doesn't have to be any star. If it's just an average and win a couple of races, you can do quite well. Not many horses now, that are good horses, and we call good horses that can win in town, but not many good horses can't win 100,000. If they yeah. can't win 100,000, they're not a good horse. And, uh, you know, if you've got a stable of 20 or 30 and they all can win 100,000, you're doing all right. Now, Les, you're uh, the trainer of a lot of the uh, Mashani horses. Uh, Mike Crooks, of course, is uh, is one of the main owners in the stable, and he's been a big supporter of yours. Yeah, Sammy. If it wasn't for Mike, um, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today. And uh, and I, I owe him, I owe him a, a great deal. And everyone keeps saying, um, you know, uh, I keep saying I want to retire. And everyone say, why don't you retire? Well, he's the bloke. That's he's the very reason I don't. I've got. I actually uh, always believe that if you worked hard and you saved your money, uh, you could retire early. And uh, I've done that. And I was lucky enough to um, got enough money now to retire. But um, unfortunately. I just don't want to let him down. He's uh, been so good to me in the last eight or ten years. I, I feel I, I, I feel compelled not to let him down. And um, and it's hard to walk away. When do you walk away? Because um, we've done uh, nine months' work on 40 yearlings. Yeah. Or two-year-olds now. So I've done nine months' work. When do I walk away? Do I walk away now? Do I walk away halfway through the year? Or do I walk away at the end of the year? Um, and by the time I get to the end of the year, 
we'll have another 30 coming through the stable. So, uh, well, what, what, so, yeah. If you did walk away, Liz, what would you do anyway? Uh, I just I bought a camper van about oh, three or four months ago, yep. uh, a Birdsville, and I was going to go travelling around Australia singing karaoke and telling lies. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think it would be a bit of fun and uh, just just see see a bit of Australia and um, yeah. And, and do a bit of karaoke. I like karaoke, and um, yeah, I wouldn't have to make a living out of that. I can just uh, do it for fun. And uh, yeah, you you like banging out the tunes, don't you? You like? I think you like getting up there on stage, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I don't. I, I'm not a good singer, but uh, we can certainly get people up. And that's karaoke is all about other people singing, not myself. So. Uh, I only have to sing a couple of songs and everyone thinks they're better than me. Well, they know they're better than me. So it's not hard to get another person up there to prove that uh, I'm a bad singer. But, uh, no, it's a bit of fun. Now, Les, you're also, anyone that uh, follows you on social media uh, would know that you're a big fan of eating out. Well, I have that, seen that. that. That is one of your favourite pastimes. And yeah. uh, you can spread yourself around uh, Brisbane. <laughs> I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I don't take any illicit, unlike a lot of people I know. And I don't bet, um, but I don't go to church. So uh, you've got to spend your money somewhere, and I think food is, um, I spend it, uh, I, don't, I don't mind dining out, and I actually dine out every night. I, um, I live on my own, and um, and I don't go much on that cook and caper. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I dine out every night, and I go to, anyone says there's a good restaurant, I'll go there and try it out. Um, and... I've got a few of my own favourites, but, uh, yeah, I like to eat good. Well, from what I see on social media, Les, you don't seem to dine out alone very often either. You always seem to have one or two people with you. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's another thing. I don't like being on my own, so uh, no. I often ask uh, I often ask someone to come along. But, uh, yeah, I've been, been fortunate enough to uh, always have someone with me, usually uh, it's one of my family or one of my friends. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. He's, he's nice. a big fan of the Indian uh, there Indian. In, in Albion. He's yep. a big fan of, is it Sitar Indian? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yes. it's very good. It's, it gets a tick. I, I, I actually, uh, I'll give Benyo the, Benyo, out of all the Indians in the north side, I think Benyo, I did live in Benyo for many years. And um, the old father-in-law, Reggie, he loves uh, Indian. That's how I got into it. And, um, I was diagnosed about three years ago with prostrate and they told me that I shouldn't be eating a lot of red meat. So uh, there's a lot of that uh, butter chicken. That's me yep. dish at Indian. And um, I've tried every Indian place on the north side and it's hard to go past Benio where, where I lived two minutes up the road. Good stuff. Good stuff. And now, now, you, now you're the prince of Portside. Yeah, Portside. I got a, there's an Indian shop here, but I actually like uh, bamboo basket. There's a little bit of yes. pink duck. Yes, um, it, it goes down good. Um, and I went to Yum Char last night. I think it's uh, the other side, uh, the other side of Portside there. But um, the Hamil- uh, the Hamilton Hotel is a good feed, and so is uh, the Brecky Creek. It's hard to beat the Brecky Creek oh. if you want a, a good feed. Spanish Garden. Nice and iconic place to go, isn't it, the Brecky Creek? Now, Les, uh, all the Mashanis. Are we going to see a glut of Mashanis in these early two-year-old races again this season? Of course. <laughs> uh, that, if I had my way, I'd start as many as I can. But uh, we've got Mikey there that just sort of holds me back a little bit and reins me in. Uh, we've, uh, he said uh, he said we'd take six. He let, let me go for six, and I've talked him into eight. So uh, we'll have eight at the first first one and then probably six and six at the next two in Brisbane but uh, a lot can change you know we've got uh, this year's the first year I've actually worked 30 at a time so we've been working 30 
um, educating 30 at one time and we work them for three weeks. We give them a week off and then I go away and have a little break for a week and then I come back and we go again for three weeks. And um, uh, so right now we've got 27, I believe, past ready to race and um, and we've got another half a dozen I've got to put through next week. Which yeah. will uh, give us over 30. As a tipster, I have no clue which one is the best out of these machines, and the trials don't tell us much. Is there any little secret you can give us, Les, to, to help us out? Yeah. There's, a, there's a, one thing that will stand out in racing for a long time. You want a good trainer and a good jockey. Yep. Now, I don't know about the trainer, but you can pick them out. <laughs> Jimmy Orman or Ben Thompson seems to get the pick of them. Now, they, they, they get the pick of them because they're the best riders. Now, yep. whether they... Whether the other riders can get on and get the best out of them, but um, both of them blokes, um, if you see either one of them ride the horses, you can go in pretty confident that they're on the better horses. Um, but we don't. Uh, I don't. I don't trial my horses hard. Uh, I don't jump them out hard. I've, these horses, these 30 horses of now, have had over 20 jump outs, and people will say that's a lie. Well, they've been jumping out since January. They walk in, they walk out. Then they walk in, they trot out. Then they walk in and they get her out. And then they walk in and they go three quarter. At the most, they go three quarter. Even in our trials, you'll notice that they only go very slow. Yep. Um, but they're not there to. Um, we're not there to find the fastest horse there. We're not there to break any records. We're there to educate them. And um, these are so. So what we want them to do is walk in and come out, and hopefully one of them can win. So uh, usually Jimmy or or Ben seems to smell the smell the fastest one they see him at the jump out so they be on him in the trials and um they seem to be able to pick the the best one but um you never know you know it's uh, it's uh, I, as long as one of them wins and i get very nervous when i've got a lot in like if i've got eight in and i don't win the race it makes me look pretty ordinary so uh it puts a lot of pressure on you but uh we've been pretty lucky we we've, we've got a few last year and we've got a nice team here this year and um I don't say I've got the fastest two-year-olds because I've seen a lot of faster ones at the jump-outs this morning, uh, but I, I've certainly got uh, well-educated babies. Les, tonight you've got one runner, Alert State, in the Starty Katsidis Memorial. Uh, I'm sure you'd like to win this race. I'd love to win it. I'd love to win it for Staffy. He rode a few horses for me, great rider and a great bloke, and a real good mate, a good mate of his, Brad Stewart. Um, so I'd dearly love to win the race, uh, whether I can... Little Maddie, she's riding a horse for me. Maddie Wishard does does a bit of work for us um, in the jump outs and gallops and that. So in the comes in and rides a few gallops for us. So hopefully uh, the horse can go good. I'd like I'm only, only got the one runner, but uh, the the bad side of things is uh, I've been two months and haven't trained a winner, and I'm getting frustrated. Um, there's only two weeks to the two year olds, so surely I can get one in the two year olds. But I'd love to win this race tonight, Sam. Uh, tomorrow night, sorry. <laughs> Best of luck, Les. Uh, great to catch up and have a ripping weekend. Champion, mate. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Les. Nice talk. There yeah. is Leslie Gordon Ross. He's a champion. He is. And uh, he is uh, he's up and about with his two-year-olds. Their numbers are strong, Chris. Oh, he'll be training plenty of two-year-old winners in the early part of the season, just as he did last year. Have no doubt about it. It's a, it's a good business plan. It works really well, doesn't it? That's it. That is for sure. Let's get a break out of the way and we will come back on the other side with our tips. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. 
Welcome back to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning. And yes, I say it every week. It is tipping time and it's our favourite time part of the show. I'm sure for most Darling Download listeners, they uh, just can't wait to hear what I've tipped this week. Uh, <laughs> but wrong, wrong. You did say during the break that this week you were going to belt it out of the park. I Sammy. did. I did. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident. I'm up, I'm up and about this week as we welcome Jonathan Davies, the Tipping star from Aquas. Uh, JD, how are you feeling this week? Are you confident? Uh, I, actually, I will start off by saying that last week you tipped one at $1.45 that got rolled. <laughs> hey, Sammy, thanks for bringing it up. It was actually, it did actually open $2. It didn't open $1.12 and Crystal $1.14 like yours. But, geez, uh, it, it uh, didn't probably let down like it. I thought it should have, but anyway. Yeah, the punters probably we, uh, the same. Well, they're on again this weekend. They're on again today, so hopefully uh, a few winners. Yes, you little beauty. All right. All right, you had uh, three last week, Sammy. Yeah. JD topped the poll. He had seven. Oh. Two seconds and a first being Adelaide, of course, who won the first at Eagle Farm. Well done, JD. And I had six. Did you head to head with you? You did, and you knocked me over. But I don't know that you should have. Mine copped a little bit of interference there, planned encounter. So I'm looking forward to the rematch. <laughs> Righto, let's kick off with our tips Toowoomba tonight I am going race three, number one Affinity Flyer I tipped this last start And uh, surely tonight is the night Indiana Turner trains Alicia Donald on board This Surely this gets the money So race three, number one Affinity Flyer For me, JD well, I think Affinity Flyer can win as well Actually, by own Kobayashi But um I'm going race one, number three, Wanda Rock. Can't see any reason why this won't be winning again. I'm going race five, number five, Instant Karma for Bubba Tilly, who's given us a good push earlier in the show for uh, for that one. So race five, number five for me. Yeah, Les was very confident, wasn't he, uh, with this? No doubt about that. Uh, okay, Doombin, I am going race four, number 10, Regal Pom for Annabelle Nisham. Gee, I reckon this is its right race. Oh, no. I'm with you, Sammy. I'm race four, number 10, Regal Pom. Um, thought should lead this, actually. And I didn't think there was a heap of pace in it, but every time I think that, something goes mad. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think it should be winning this. I'm going Doombin, race one, number eight, Outlawed. Robbie Heathcote and Ben Thompson absolutely flying this mare can bring up the hat trick. Okay, nationally, uh, I am heading to Sydney to the last race, race number 10, number 11, Airman. This horse is an absolute jet, and I think this will be winning. Now, there's, we don't know what the track conditions no, we don't. are as yet, but you would think that it's going to be a wet track. It's out of a fast net rock mare, which he's, well, he's three for three. I think he's, how many has he won? He's won a couple on the soft, but untried on heavy ground. And you would think by the last race, it's going to be testing conditions. But look, it's, it all points in the direction that it'll get through ground. Fast net rocks are born with flippers on, aren't they, JD? Yeah, some do, some some do, some don't. Most do, though, but uh, this one probably won't now. Um, 
I'm uh, I'm Mooney Valley Race Seven Number Seven Barclay Square. Sticking fat. Uh, third up, two thousand. One of yours, Sammy. That horse. Like, he is one of mine, but I, I just I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm the jury's still out whether he's taken. The, I thought he's a seriously good horse, and and I thought, gee, I don't know. Is he is he come back? Well, maybe the 2040 might suit here because I just wondered if he'd come back a little bit more dour this time round, JD. I think he definitely has. Um, obviously, he's won over the track and distance, winning the Vars. Um, but uh, I think sec- like last start, second up, wide gate. First up, 1400 Flemington wasn't run to suit. I think no excuses today. Like, it is... I think it's now or never for him. Um, he's going to stand up and um, and realise some of his potential anyway. I was going with Cylinder in uh, in Sydney, but I'm a little bit wary if the track's heavy. So we're going to go with race four, number three, Rose Hill, Gracie LaStyler. Now, oh. if Wave Rider Boy can win last week, Gracie LaStyler can win this week. Yeah, you, weren't, you, you were tipping well, this a few weeks what. ago. I've tipped it every start. Sorry, J.D.? Well, you'd want it to be wet because his mum, Catkins, was an absolute duck. Good. I'm just looking at the heavy form. She's, the she's one he on heavy. Track, yeah. Oh, sorry, he's one on heavy and he's one on soft. He hasn't won on good. Well, there you go. I'm with him. Go, no, Gracie. No. Well, we're all looking for wet trackers in uh, Sydney. Best of luck, JD. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Cheers. JD. See ya. There is Jonathan Davies from Aquis. Now, remember, Sammy... Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And speaking of Aquas, Sammy, Aquas is home to Queensland's 2022 leading first sire, first season sire, The Mission. And Aquas is your source, source for two-year-old speed, standing seven well-credentialed stallions. Visit aquasfarm.com. We love Aquas. Uh, well, that is us uh, done and dusted this week for the Darling Downlow. Uh, Chris, I have a... Big weekend. Let's hope we have some luck. Well, we want some dry weather. We don't want too many wet tracks. And I think if we get fair playing fields, Sammy, we can produce a profit. That's the key for me. Yeah, I think, uh, well, we're... we're, we're, Hate wet tracks. Yeah, the the wet tracks can make things tricky. And uh, Sydney, uh, there's no doubt that in Sydney, when when they get some rain, very quickly it goes to mush. They fall apart, doesn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And there's fast lanes, slow lanes, and becomes a bit of Russian roulette. But we'll see what happens. Makes it a little bit tough. Uh, now, we've got no Toowoomba racing next week. We've got the Dolby Cup. Yeah. So we will touch on that. Uh, but best of luck, punters. Uh, let's hope it's a winning weekend.